Peace to you. Welcome back to The Naked Truth, and thank you for joining me. We are in the book of 2 Samuel. That's what we call the Old Testament, and we made it to chapter 9. If you want to read along with me, let's begin with verse 1. It's a pretty short chapter. Verse 1. Now David said, Is there any still? Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? So the David we're talking about is the same David and Goliath David. Now he's King David. And he, the person he's talking about of the house of Saul is the former king, King Saul, who um, was a, had an assistant suicide, as we'd call it in modern times. And he's asking about if there's anyone left of his lineage, of his uh, descendants, who he, David, can um, do right by. Uh, and he's saying for Jonathan's sake. And Jonathan was... David's what we call lover. He was his soulmate. He was, Jonathan was Saul's son, who David was intimately involved with, uh, at least according to the narrative, they were soulmates. Um, so he's wondering who can he do right, but Jonathan's dead now. But when Jonathan was alive, did Jonathan and David made a promise to each other that they'd look out for each other's descendants as long as they both live. So he's asking, who is it he can do right by. So verse two, and there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Zeba. So when they call, had called him to David, the king said to him, are you Zeba? He said, at your service. So um, there's someone left of Saul's in Saul, who was of Saul's service named Zeba, and he's been called to David's attention. Verse three, then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show, show the kindness of God. And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So it turns out Jonathan has a son who's left who wasn't killed. And Ziba identifies him to David. And he's identifying him as someone who's physically disabled. He's lame in his feet. Verse four. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Meshir, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. So Zeba's pointing out where David can find Jonathan's son, the one who's lame in his feet. Um, and one other thing, um, Meshir sounds like a name, could may just be coincidence, and um, sounds like a name that's Indian, not Native American, indigenous Indian, but of the country, India, Indian. And we know from the narratives in, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob previously, previously, that Abraham at least had children with lots of different people. They all had children with many different women from different places. Um, but Abraham specifically, if I recall, sent, <clears throat> excuse me, sent some of the children he had from some of those other foreign women far to the far east, uh, at least according to how I read. So it's not that hard to believe that, um, it wouldn't be a stretch to believe that um, some of the people in India are also descendants of um, Abraham. Or it could just be a coincidence that Mashir um, is the name of one of his sons or a name of someone in the narrative now. So verse five, then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Mashir, the son of Amiel from Lodabar. So David has sent for Jonathan's son and brought him to him, basically summoned him. Verse 6, now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, 
had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth? And he said, and he answered, here is your servant. So Mephibosheth has shown up. And as always, please forgive me if I mispronounce any of these. Um, so he's shown up and he's humbled himself. He's bowed himself to the king, to King David. Verse 7, so David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. So David is following through with his promise to Jonathan to look out for his descendants. He's found one of his sons and told him that he's going to restore the land that belonged to his um, father, his grandfather, the king, Saul, um, and restore it to Mephibosheth and also give Mephibosheth a prominent place in his presence to eat with him at the dinner table um, 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 perpetually. Verse 8, then he bowed himself and said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog? So he's humbling himself still, Mephibosheth that is, and saying, uh, comparing himself to a worthless dead dog, saying, what is he in the king's eyes that he should pay any attention at all to him and look out for him um, so generously? Verse 9, and the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I've given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. So um, David is passing on the message to uh, Ziba, the same servant who was Saul's servant, who identified Mephibosheth, he's passing on the message to him that he's basically restoring all the things and land and property that belonged to Saul and all his family to Mephibosheth. So now suddenly Mephibosheth is rich. He's come up. Uh, verse 10, you therefore and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. So we've read previously that even though the Israelites were delivered from enslavement in Africa by all those signs and wonders that were performed uh, with Moses at the helm as the um, human representative of God, then after they were delivered from being slaves, we saw where they were allowed to then enslave other people and uh, pass the servants, the slaves, down from generation to generation as property. Now, again, like I've said before, that doesn't sound to me like God Almighty would who would do such a thing and um, free one set of people from enslavement and still be considered an, uh, an impartial God that sees everyone as equals, then turn around and allow those same people who were once slaves to enslave other people and pass human beings down as property uh, to their descendants. That doesn't sound consistent to me, but it is hard read, so believe what you will. Um, so now he's, David, is um, telling Mephibosheth that He's going to have a place to eat always in David's presence, in the king's presence. But Ziba, the servant of, the, of, of Mephibosheth's grandfather, Saul, he, Ziba and his, his family are going to be their servants now, are going to be Mephibosheth's servants now. 
and to tend to all the needs of Mephibosheth, his land, his property, and everything that is his. He's going to be his servant now, but um, the place for Mephibosheth will always be at, in David's presence. Verse 11, then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. So just like I said, Ziba's been assigned to all the duties that pertain to maintaining, Z, uh, maintaining Mephibosheth's properties. All that belonged to Saul previously is now Mephibosheth's and it's all in the hand of the care of Ziba and his family. Whereas Mephibosheth is now in the care of David that he's going to be in his presence. Verse 12, Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So just like I said before, he set up the order of who's going to be taking care of Mephibosheth's property, that's Ziba and his family. Um, but now we have another person introduced, Mephibosheth's son. So now Saul's great-grandson, Jonathan's grandson, Mephibosheth's son, Micah is now introduced into the narrative. Verse 13, so Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. So Mephibosheth has done as he was ordered. He's in King David's presence now, um, being treated just like one of the king's sons, while all his property that was his grandfather's, Saul the king, is now being taken care of by Ziba, and his family. Um, that's the last verse in this chapter. So that's where we're going to end the reading. As always, thank you for joining me. I hope you'll join me again for the Naked Truth. I hope it's a blessing for you. And you stay safe. I love you. Peace be with you. See you next time.